Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here with a slightly different episode today. We'll address the elephant mm. in the room in the moment, but generally we make the magic happen. Mr. Roy Hancock, how are you, matey? Yeah, good, mate. Glad we could still make it happen. Deary me, I thought we were going... back at it once again. Yes, without Lee this week, which is the elephant in the room. Um, but uh, we're, we're still going to get it done. Um, obviously, we, we love Lee we on the pod, but we had to make it happen and we, we've done it. So looking forward to it. Absolutely. So just to give a little bit of context about what's going on today. So during the week, Ro, your lovely partner, Caitlin, uh, was, yes. was uh. struck down with a bout of the COVID, which is uh, oh, no. throwing a spanner in the works for us. Um, it's resulted yep. in you both isolating Lee staying nice away his own partners. Yeah, a bit of yep. iso ball, that's it, mate. Yes. Breaking ankles like Harden out there, you know. <laughs> but um, it's, yeah. it's kind of meant today that you and I we're doing the podcast in separate, uh, well, in separate studios, should I say? Um, yes. I tell yep. you what, I'm in the really, OG studio, mate. It really makes you appreciate, like you don't appreciate what you've got till it's gone. Like I've no. got the old, the old camera, the old mic here, and it's just an absolute blessing. Now next week when we go in, got the studio back, all the right equipment. Yes. Yep. Makes a difference. You'll be welcome. It? You'll be welcome back with open arms, safe to say, Nick. But um oh well, we'll be right. Exactly. We'll be fine. The show goes on, as we said. So, guys, we do have a big episode in store. What we're gonna do today, we're gonna rip through some quick odds and ends, speak about the week that was from the NBA and the NBL. Then we've got we're gonna go into a little bit. Now, probably two of the biggest franchises in the league, undoubtedly, the Knicks and the Lakers, have both kind of had pretty, pretty dismal seasons, you could say, couldn't you, Ro? Yeah, well, you definitely could. And from your perspective, Nick, I'm really interested to hear what you've got yeah. to say about the old Lakers because, um, goodness me, what a what a fall from grace it's been this year. But, um, yeah, we'll get into that indeed. soon. Yeah, indeed. So we're going to today just discuss a little bit about the reasons which has kind of caused those two franchises to crumble. Um, mm. So looking forward to doing that. Before we get into it, though, guys, same stuff as always, different studios, but the same kind of principles apply in the housekeeping regard. A big thank you for all the continued support. Keep it coming. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Hit us up. Engage with us. Get around the content. It's all happening. As we said, especially with the playoffs now only a week or two away, or a couple of weeks mm. away, should I say, content will be ramping up. So be sure to stay stay up to date with all of them. Um, yep. And shout out as well to the Spotlight Sports Network and Liam McGrath at the cover. We are absolutely stoked to be a part of both those entities there, doing wonderful things for sporting podcasters and creators. Absolutely. Um, so, Looking forward to continuing those relationships there. Perfect. Bang. Let's do it, Bro. Odds and ends. During the week, or start of the week, LeBron James mm. became the second all-time leading scorer past Carl Malone and now only sits at, you know, give or take, 13 to 1,400 points behind Kareem. Oh, Incredible. When's it, it, when's it going to happen? When when will it happen? I, I'm hearing if he's going at his current rate, it might be sort of early next year maybe. Yep. Uh, next yep. season, rather. So uh, it's we're witnessing history, and it's incredible to see. It's sort of one of those things. When he passed Carl Malone, it was a where mm. were you when moment. And yep. when he passes Kareem, you just, you're probably going to have to take the day off work to see it. In, in Mate, it almost kind of felt a little bit the other day with that kind of jumping up to the second. It almost kind of felt mm. a little bit subdued, which, yep. you know, like they, they made a deal of it, but. I think once he passes Kareem, which, you know, it's no doubt going to happen now, yes, um, I think yep. that's going to be a pretty, pretty big moment in sporting history. 
Um, you know, it's, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a mark that's kind of stood the test of time for, you know, decades now. And, um, you know, he is going to tear through it, LeBron. At the rate he's going and his aspirations to play with Bronny, we are looking at 40,000. That's that's unbelievable, particularly given a few years ago, we were sort of thinking, oh, like we're doing the maths. I remember we did it yeah. on the pod. We said, if he averages this amount um, for this amount of time, he'll make it. And as it turns out, he's going to blow past that. And he could, you know, I think, is he leading scorer this year? Lead, leading the league is, ju- is just under, well, to be honest, here you go. This is probably yeah. the closest um, scoring, I guess, title race we've had in years. Him. Mm. Giannis and Embiid are absolutely mm. neck and neck. It really is, you Killing know, it. one good or bad game can almost decide it from here with only, you know, a handful of games remaining. Yep. Um, just quickly on that point, who's your pick? LeBron, Giannis or Embiid to clinch it? Oh, that's a toughie. I reckon LeBron's got more to play for and he needs to do more, um, particularly yeah. with AD. I, I, does he have a timeline a, a timeline for return AD? I don't no, know if I he haven't does. No, I haven't heard the latest reports as of yet, so not expecting so, him anytime soon. My money is on LeBron James um, because he's just got more to do. And I think yeah. there's more on the line for the Lakers. So he needs to show up every single night. The other two can sort of take an off night now and then. What about yourself? Uh, it's, it's a biased opinion. And seeing as we're probably going to hate <laughs> on the Lakers a little bit in our next segment, yes. I better I better uh, give them some, some just the scales. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's it. So yes. I think LeBron as well. And just partly for the yep. reason you mentioned, um, he's got a lot more to do to carry that franchise. So, Nevertheless, going to be an exciting little battle there mm, um, as well indeed. during the week. News came out that Bradley Bill, if he opts into free agency in the offseason, the Miami Heat are firming up as the most likely destination. Now, we did put this one on our socials during the week. Gained quite a lot of traction just in the sense that a lot of people were all for it. A lot of people were interested. How do you feel about it? Um, yeah, look, I'm one of those people who are really intrigued to see what happens. Um yeah. Obviously, they're going to have to give up a part of their core that they've got at the moment. You would think that maybe Tyler Hero, maybe Duncan Robinson. Uh, not if he opts into free agency. Yeah, not, well, I not as a yeah. trade package. He could be walking for so, free just now. Yeah, that would that would be an absolute steal if that were if that were the case. Um, yeah. So how do you think it will interfere with what they've got going on at the moment? So there's a lot of talk at the moment of yep. um, if he comes in. Is it ruining sort of a good thing that they've already got going? What's your thoughts yeah. on that? Now, yeah, this was this was the point that was brought up, and the only thing at the minute that I think it's going to ruin is their 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 books. That is going to be, yeah. a, yes. a, you know, their contracts are just going to be through the roof. But yep. um, you know, in regards to like I, I said on that post we made during the week, I think top tier talent wins out. It does. You know, at the end of the day, yep. if you've got Bill, Jimmy, Lowry, Adebayo, Hero. You know, they're going to make it work. And there might be certain sacrifices some of these players have to make. I reckon getting in that later stage, Kyle Lowry is going to be yep. more than happy to, you know, especially, if they, especially if they don't win the chip this year. Yes. I think that'll be the point. They'll be like, right, we need another piece. We're going to have to sacrifice. Yep. Bill's the guy to get us to the next level. So I yep. think Lowry, Jimmy, maybe they could all just kind of, you know, tweak their roles a little bit to accommodate a star like Bill. But tell you what, on offense, what an exciting, exciting little uh, force that would be. It's almost, I don't want to say it, but it's almost too many mouths to feed to a, to a certain extent. There's a lot yeah. of ball to be going around. That's another thing that I guess the Heat would have to take into consideration. Um, but yeah. as you said, top-tier talent will win out every time, and I think it would be um, incredible for them. And they're also lo- locked in the Miami Heat. Did you see yes. the other day, Nick? Oh, I- the tensions were running high over in Miami. 
Goodness me. Well, did you hear what the actual the, the spat was? I heard this morning what it was regarding. So for anyone who didn't oh. see, it was Jimmy Butler pretty much up against Udonis Haslam and our, our man, Mr. Tight Polo, top himself, Eric Spolstra. Oh, tight Polo um, it was, 10. It was yep. In regards, apparently Jimmy was saying the only reason Spolstra and Haslam were relevant was due to Dwayne Wade. Um, so um, was, uh, Thoughts on that? Agree or disagree? Uh Agree with a grain of salt to it. I, I, I think yeah. though, like apparently these guys just draw at each other all the time during you know training and things. So they've kind of, yeah. you know, it's it's one of the first times we've kind of seen it lately come mm. to light on game day. Um, mm. But I think this team, like they've got so many just competitors. I don't mind seeing it. I don't think it's gonna like it's not one of those matters that'll just have them combust. Oh, I'm 110% with you there. There was a lot of talk out there when this video emerged that, oh, it's ruined the chemistry of the Miami Heat. Um, no. You know, can this team really win? I think, if anything, it really benefits them, benefits them because they feel like they're all locked in. They all yeah. are striving for the same goal. Yes, the argument that sort of that arose was a bit irrelevant to this year, but I think they're all so competitive. They're all dogs, and it's why they've performed yeah. so well for a long period of time. So, Heat culture, um, baby. I like to see it. I really like to see it. Uh, in other news, another team that's up and around the mix contending, the Memphis Grizzlies will be without Ja Morant. Uh, he'll be re-evaluated in two weeks after tweaking his knee. Oh, dear. Bless, uh, bless you, Nick. <laughs> From the there remote it is. No studio. code here, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, look, but that's, um, a big, that's, that's a big loss. It is. It's a huge loss, really. Um, let's just thank our lucky stars that didn't occur in the playoffs. First That's round it. could have been looking um, quite um, sort of dangerous for the for the Memphis Grizzlies, but um, yeah, still not ideal. Is what, what was the actual injury? Sorry, I, I missed that. So uh, it was just a tweak to his right knee. They haven't gone into too many right. other details from that, but just a point that I put. So we put up a post this morning regarding this point. Um, yep. Check out our socials. Just always plugging, always grinding on them. Yep, good boy. Um, but the point <laughs> being that without Jamarant this season, the Grizzlies are fifteen and two. Like it really, is wow! It's phenomenal the work they're doing without him. The way that it's kind of that next man up mentality. You know, for the most part, they've almost as much as it's as stupid to say they've almost played better without Jar. Yeah, um, but yeah, they've been incredible. So but, I, I think they'll still hold on to that number two seed. Yeah. I think that they'll, you know, they'll be fine. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Once Jar's reevaluated in that two weeks, hopefully that's it. Hopefully, he can okay. come back as soon as possible, and they can put in a. Pretty competitive performance in the playoffs. I mean, based on that that stat, they'll be fine. But um, that probably hurts his MVP case, though, doesn't it? Um, Jar, yeah. I mean, if they're fifteen and two without him, he's obviously well. I'm not saying he hasn't had an incredible season, but if they're still getting the job done without him, oh wow, I, that's season that's then, shocking. The top three are pretty set in that MVP race. Giannis, oh, Jokic, yeah, um, so. Embiid. Yeah. Does Jar finish in the top five? Do you reckon? Uh, let's think. Um, so I think Luke has probably found his way in there now. He's probably sitting at about five. Um, yep. Look, even with that stat, I feel like Jar has to have massive consideration for MVP. Yeah. Um, I, I would probably say given how there. DeRozan and the Bulls have fallen off a little bit. He would have been up there, but I yeah. think I, I think that as well. It's, you know, a bit of a coin flip between that four and five for Doncic and Morant. Isn't it crazy just on the MVP race how probably the top six guys, maybe five or six guys, are having MVP caliber seasons, as we were mentioning last yeah, week in any other season. Numbers. Oh, yep. it's unbelievable. So uh, it's been such a good year for the NBA and um, so many good individual performances. Well, another guy who's known to have many individual moments himself, Kyrie yes. Irving, 
will now be able to play home games in New York after the New York City mandate's been lifted to allow um, in-town athletes and performers to kind of ply their trade. So massive news for the Nets and for the league as a whole. They'll be on edge. The only point now is, and it yep. could prove pretty um, crucial in this last next couple of weeks, the only place he can't play now is Toronto. Okay, so, still tight rules over there in, in Canada. Tighter rules in, in Canada oh, yeah. there, the old Maple Leafs. But um, yep. a ma- massive news for the Nets, though. Getting Nerving oh. back is just huge. It takes oh, a lot of the pressure off Durant, enables yep. them to have a little more consistency in their lineup because it's you mm. know chop and, chopped and changed so much this year. Yep. How do you feel uh, about it, Ro? Are you happy to see him? Oh, more than happy to see him. Um, they've yeah. gone from a team. I think that are they still sitting at eighth at the moment? The Brooklyn Nets. Eighth um, at the moment, of, but the Hornets are right there with them. Hawks yeah. only a couple of games back as well. So they're probably going to finish as the most dangerous eight seed if they finish there um, in an NBA season ever. If you're yeah. the Miami Heater, Miami first at the moment, then Miami you the do moment. not. Do not want to play the Brooklyn That's Nets a horrible that reward for your efforts, that is isn't it? Terrible. That is horrendous. That's a horrible, horrible reward. I feel oh, so sorry for them if that's the case. If they've done all the all the heavy lifting only to be dealt that card, that's oh, that brutal. makes me feel so sick. Just quickly, with Kyrie yes. playing in that game, um, we still don't know about Ben Simmons, so I won't include him in this hypothetical. Would you sure. take the Brooklyn Nets over Miami, or still Miami over the Brooklyn Nets in a oh. in a game seven? In a, what, just a, in a, a seven-game series or just oh, a game? Sorry, rather, just in seven games. Who who would you okay. be taking in that first round of the playoffs if they matched up? Oh. Oh, it's a tough one. I tell you, I will say, I will say, oh, I'll say Brooklyn. Brooklyn, oh, wow. I'll say Brooklyn That's... because I don't know who can stop KD. It's a valid point, valid like point. I, um, P, PJ probably... Tucker has shown he can do it like he did it last season with the Bucks. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think KD's just—he's almost taking his game to another level this season. Uh, oh, that is, oh, I really don't like that. I really don't, Nick. Sorry, like just the fact that you can have such an incredible season as the Miami Heat have, um, and then potentially coming up against the Brooklyn Nets in the first round of the playoffs—not fair. Who, who would you be taking? That. Would you be taking the? Oh, Heat? All right, mate. I, I actually, yeah, I, I probably—it's a flip of the coin, really. It is a flip of the coin, as you said. I feel like in that. In that first round, KD is going to be harder to stop than any other player on that yeah. court. Probably yeah. Chuck Kyrie in there as that second player who's going to be near impossible to stop. Damn. I would probably be taking the Brooklyn Nets. And it's it's absurd to be saying, given the fact that um, they've had Miami Heat have had such a, an incredible season. But, you know, Brooklyn Nets have had a really disrupted season, obviously. Um, yep. And then to have Kyrie Irving back come playoffs. Healthy KD, hopefully. Um, all these guys have sort of had a bit of time throughout the year to gel with each other. Um, so oh, I'd probably be taking Brooklyn. It's, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, to it's tough. How sick is that? How sick is yeah, that for Heat fans like out that. there? Yeah. Um, moving ahead to another team within the Eastern Conference there, the Chicago Bulls welcome back this week, Pat Williams. Uh, he oh, returned magic. on Tuesday versus the Raptors. Big shout out to Apex. I know yes. he would have been absolutely clamoring for his return. Um, so he underwent wrist surgery in October. Fantastic to see him back on the court and something the Bulls really needed. Bit of youth, bit of athleticism, a great two-way player and who's really starting to flourish in the league. Well, we hope that he will now. Yep. Uh, but it kind of coincides with the news as well that Lonzo Ball won't be returning anytime soon due to setbacks in his rehab. Now, that's a big blow. 
That is a big blow. It's just a team who hasn't quite been able to get all the pieces on the court together at one time. And, um, you know, for and it's crazy to think, how's this? It was only like a Mm. month or two ago that they were top of the conference. Now they're they're, they're hanging on to a certified playoff spot. So... Oh, well, it really just cancels each other out, doesn't it? Like, it's incredible to hear that Pat Williams is coming back. It's he's sort of, um, you sort of forget about him being out so far this year. Probably yeah. not if you're a Bulls fan, but most people have just seen what they've been doing for the majority of the year and think and haven't given him a thought. But now he's back. That's incredible news. But then Lonzo, he's he's so important to this team and their, their sort of aspirations come playoff. So, uh, it really he, hurts. He rides on both ends of the floor now. Like we've known he's yep. always been that real dog on D. His defensive prowess is, you know, phenomenal. Phenomenal Second for still none. such a young yep. guy. But on the offensive end now, his ability and the way he's been hitting threes this season, his consistency uh, has really added such another dimension to this team. And it's, um, yeah, no, it, it certainly does hurt their chances. I think if I was any other team looking at seeding, Probably the Bulls and the Cavs are the two that you wouldn't mind facing at the moment. I Out of all the so. other teams, because it is a stacked Eastern Conference, but you'd be probably happiest if you got either of those two at the moment. Here's one for you, sort of back to the Miami-Brooklyn thing. Would you, If you were Miami, would you be looking at dropping a few of these we, last few games? Because Now, this is the big the thing, isn't it? If that's the difference between playing the Brooklyn Nets in the first round or hypothetically you know, yep. Chicago or, or Cleveland... I would be going out of my way to sit some of these guys out for the remaining games of the season. If they lose them, probably a good thing. Well, that's the thing we're going to say over the last 10 games for all these teams, many of them now starting to jockeying for seeding, I guess, seeding Mm. positions. Um, You know, it's the same with the the chasing pack. You've got Philly, Milwaukee, you know, Boston now as well right there. Mm. I reckon you almost, you've got to pump the brakes, I think. I think you you do. do you don't want to be the one seed and face Brooklyn. That's that's criminal. <laughs> oh, so no. um, I think we'll see quite a little bit of that going on in both conferences now for the last 10 games or so. So do I. Um, how many games are Miami Heat ahead by in that number one position? Wouldn't be many. So, Wouldn't be many, um, I don't reckon. Love, as, as a prior to today, so I won't include any games that have happened today. They yep. play the Knicks yep. today. Um, but they were, sorry, my apologies, was it one and a half? Let me just double check that. Yeah, I don't want to, might have been. Don't want to lead you straight. Give us some filler content, Roy. Yes, well, we want to be giving the right information, but I guess we the do, point no, that I was one coming game. to one game, one game ahead. ahead of the Bucks there. So you, it you're, is you're only one and a half ahead of Philly, one and a half ahead of Boston. So it really is right there for the taking. We talk about Miami though, but like I'm sure the teams like Milwaukee and Philly and Boston below them would be thinking of doing yeah. the exact same thing because. One of those teams below Miami, Milwaukee, Philly, or Boston, they win a game or two, and Miami drop a game or two. They come, then yeah. they're coming up against the Brooklyn Nets, and that's when, that's when you got to start to worry. Um, but um, so no, it's going to be, man. yeah, oh, so, man, so am I. It's it's going to be like as we were saying before, like a one seed coming up against an eight seed, usually a sweep. The eight yep. seed might get one game in if they're lucky, but this year it's anything could happen, and it's as exciting and anticipated as it's been in a long, long while. Absolutely, mate. Do you have anything else from NBA odds and ends? Not NBA, Nick. You go on. NBL, here we go. Now, it's been a massive week, um, the highs and lows of sports. So we had last week, uh, it was last Saturday, the Illawarra Hawks bounced back in their rematch against the Jack Jumpers, putting really putting the foot on the throat in that one to win 91-65. to 
big loss there, and it kind of was quite, uh, you know, quite a big game in terms of, I guess, finals predicament. Um, so it yep. kind of put us in a bit of a hole. But we bounced back on Thursday night, the toughest road trip in the league. We went over to RSA Arena there, over to Perth, and got a clutch 85-83 to 83 win versus the Wildcats. Not many teams get a win there. So this they was don't. phenomenal. No. And it really does keep those finals aspirations alive. Um, it was just a huge last minute. The Josh Adams clutch three in front of the face of Bryce Cotton. Incredible. Oh, and Followed VB, up on the yeah. other end with the steal from Josh Majette. Um, you know, it, uh, it was awesome because it really, a bit of a trend this season, seeing the, the team fade out in the second half. Mm. But they showed so yeah. much ticker. And to get that win in Perth, massive. And massive oh. for their finals hopes. Yeah, it's just that sort of heart and culture that we've seen yeah. sort of since the inception. Culture, don't worry about heat culture. No, no Dazzy culture is where it's at. Um, yeah, man, no, they they were incredible, weren't they? Um, to come up against a team who is littered with stars, namely yeah. Bryce Cotton and Vic Law, but uh, geez, usually those two are enough to beat any team on their night. And Tazzy have walked into Perth's home arena and said, uh-uh, "Not today, not today." Um, not but, today. Uh, it's yeah, so it was probably right the best win of the season. Uh, I, yeah. I think so. Uh, we've got today a big game against the Brisbane Bullets. Um, you know, again, another all, all games now are almost must win. Um, it's going to be a big last month to the season. So looking forward to how in that seeing how that plays out. Melbourne United still yes. leading the way, but the man we just spoke of, Bryce Cotton, he has really, really firmed up to once again be MVP. Uh, I was looking out. We spoke a couple of weeks ago. There was. Uh, Mitch Creek was in the mix. Vic Law as well, his running mate there, was in and around the mix. Yes. JLA from Melbourne United. But Bryce Cotton has really, really firmed up over the last few weeks as, you know, almost a pretty, almost a runaway favourite. Well, he um, was short odds to begin the season, wasn't he? And he you was. can see why, obviously, because he comes Certainly into not a value every... pick there. No, and it's not one of the – no, and it's not one of these ones where um, vote of fatigue is going to no. – Thinking or anything like that. Yeah. I think the NBA and the NBL in that way, quite very different. different. I, I, I think. I think, so. I think this year, um, it's um, Bryce Cotton's MVP to lose. Definitely and it's hard because you can't like when they're like this this season in the NBA. Sorry to cut you off there. Nah, um, right, like in the NBA, there's like those three those three top kind of MVP favorites, and they're all so like so close. It's splitting hairs, mm-hmm. and it it really does come down to the media the narrative a little bit but because yep, bright cotton is so so far above like he, he's just crushing the league there's no way you can really deny him is there oh there's not at all here's one for you it's just been brewing on my mind over the last 20 seconds Ooh. out of the tassie jack jumpers current players which yep. one would you give the most chance to to win an mvp or at least contend for an mvp over the course of their career any of them Ooh. or do you think they're it's more of a team even team effort. I think it's more of an even team effort. If I had mm. to pick one, I just think with how versatile his game is, and we saw the still the other night, I'd, I'd have yeah. to say probably Josh Majette. Yes. Um, He's a favourite of ours, isn't he? He absolutely is. Adams sometimes has the higher highs, but also the lower yep. lows. He does. Um, yeah, I think so. And players like for as good as they've been, Jack McVeigh, you know, Matty Kenyon, all these other guys, Sam McDaniel, they're not going to kind of get that media attention or buzz. They're role players. They are. They are. So yeah. I would I'd say Majet. Yep. I'd I'd agree with you. Even though I think as as we were sort of mentioning, it's more of a 
even well-rounded team, the Tassie yep. Jack Jumpers, which is the reason why we performed so well this year. Um, Led by probably the coach of the year favourite, Scott Ross. Oh, Scotty. You, now you talk about a man that I love. for that guy. You just oh. want to just buy it for him because the passion, intensity, <laughs> like you could not for a new franchise and for like building a culture, you could not have got a better piece for this franchise. He's out of the whole organisation. Scotty is my absolute favourite. I've got the biggest yeah. man crush on that guy. Just yeah. due to the fact that you can see how much he cares. I think we've we've spoken about it in the past, but yeah. um, we, we you don't know if these coaches are going to come in, grab the bag, coach for a few years, not really give much effort, just sort of yep. be here to because make up numbers, make up numbers, go with them, go through the motions. But Scott Roth looks like he is so heavily invested with the Jack Jumpers. And the players, are, the reason we've been going so well, I think, is because the players have jumped on board with how passionate Scotty has been throughout the season. Yeah. They've showed so much heart. They've yep. been so invested in, I guess, the end goal, even though even though we might not get there this year. But I think we've got a building, we've sort of got a base to, to go off going forward. Um, he's been... I love that guy. What can I say? Uh, it's phenomenal. He's uh, by far, I would say, coach of the year favorite at this point in time. Tell you what, Jack Jumpers, look out. Big game against the Bullets today. Looking forward to that one. 5.30 tip-off up there in Brisbane. So a must-win game there. Yep. Beautiful. Agreed. Love it. NBL. Oh, just quickly, just yeah. quickly, I was about to move on, but we put it on our story the other day. How about the finish to that Bullets-Breakers game? Oh, so New my Zealand goodness. Were up by up by two with like six seconds to go had to get the inbounds pass in and they've just tried to toss it the length of the floor it's been picked off and just buzzer beating three bullets get up there didn't look like a chance in all hell but um you know i think the caption we put on it was this is why we love the nbl like it was just crazy some of the finishes the the bryce cotton and one three the other week this one here Mm. Uh, some electric, electric finishes. The Jack Jumpers won against Perth the other night as well. It's awesome. It's, yeah, it's, I think if you're outside of Australia and you're looking for another basketball league or content to keep up with, the NBL is the one. And I know it sounds biased from a, from an Australian perspective, but I, I've watched other league, leagues throughout the world as well. And yeah. God, some of them do not hold a candle to, to the NBL, yeah. um, particularly given the level of talent as NBA quality like yep. flooded through the NBL. Um, and we've, we're one of those automatic leagues, I think now where any future prospects, instead of going to college or through the G league might come through the NBL and give it a go because they'll get, um, they'll get tested for sure. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. hundred percent, mate. Beautiful stuff. Hey, Roy. Yes. I think we've got some bills to pay. I think we do, Nick. I think we've got a few bills to pay. No, Nick, do you know what my favourite brand is at the moment? Can I have a guess? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I've, I've been thinking about this. I reckon you've Come gone on. Manscaped. Mate, Manscaped is incredible. I'm in love with all of their products at the moment. Like honestly, like I, I know new ones on the way as well. New, new ones on the right way. I'm looking forward to receiving those. Um, we know this is a this is an ad read, but sincerely from the bottom of my heart, like some of their products are incredible. Um, particularly the ones to keep you smelling fresh um, in those areas that generally don't smell all too good if you don't look Absolutely. after them. Um, you know, we've been gifted the Crop Preserver, which has been an absolute godsend. Like, honest to God, I use that every single day and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. Another shipment of that, that'd be that'd be quite yes, nice. Yes, please. 
Oh, yes, but um, it doesn't it and doesn't stop there. Like the the fact that all their the products spray. that they uh, the foot spray. You got the foot spray earlier, Nick. How how do you Mate, like it? I tell you what, fruit. Like we're both on our feet quite a bit. You know, playing yes. sport, doing everything else. And the feet are sometimes a part that gets neglected, like in terms oh, of the nice. smell department. But this, it's, it's kind of a refreshing temperature on the foot initially. Okay. And yep. then the smell yep. just, it just, it just, I guess, gets blown upwards. Like it comes, starts at your feet, works your, yep. it works its way up to your legs, through your abdomen, up to your nose. <laughs> and it is really, honestly, oh, these I products, I'm so, so excited because we've, we've been speaking during the week, our friends over at Manscaped, we do have new products on the way, Ro. We've got we a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner on the way. We've got how's it? Oh, I don't want to spoil too much. Oh, don't spoil it. We'll, 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 we'll keep it. We'll keep it secret yeah, for keep the time being. But probably next um, week or the week after. Okay, that's something to look forward to, isn't it? But for daily dribble listeners, use that code down there, just down here. Twenty percent off, dribble twenty. Dribble 20. Bang. That's the one that you'll need to use to get also free shipping. God, I don't want to harp on it again, but free shipping and in addition, 20% off these products. Dribble 20, that's the one you want to use. Uh, what more I could you want? I cannot speak highly enough of, of these yeah. products. Um, you'd be doing yourself a favor if you got, you know, at least one or two just to one keep yourself spruiked. Yep. That's it. Look good no. and feel good with us, the Daily Dribble I, team. Absolutely. Oh, dear. Mate. I can't, I can't stop. Can't stop thinking about the old, um, the old uh, manscaped gear I that I've got there. Look forward to doing the body grooming now. Like it's, it always used to be a bit of a chore, but yes. now actually it's a part of my routine, my weekly routine or whatever that I I enjoy. Oh, me too. And just with it, we won't go too much longer. But just with that foot spray, it's the same yeah, type mate. of situation with the um old um ball deodorant. Like you yes. don't want to be that person who is uh, like if you're in a group setting, particularly, you don't yep. want to be that person. Oh, How's that smell? Come on, who's who's taking their socks off? Who smells yep. terribly? It's not going to be you, Nick. You're going to be the one with the, with the not. fresh. It's a horrible fresh feeling feet. if you know you're the one who's sitting there and you're the problem. And you've oh, got to yeah. kind of, oh, no, you who is it? Was that room. you? No, not you have me. To change but... your name, leave the country. Yep, absolutely, no, not, mate. Not, not a good feeling. Anyway, we'll get into the next bit. Beautiful. There we go. I tell you what, just just a little shout out to you, mate. You're doing, um, you're almost doing double duty today, running the booths over there by yourself. Got the oh. soundboard, doing it all. It's um, making the magic happen. We love it. Oh, shout it's, out it's to a you. Bit of multi, multi multi purpose um, going on around here, Nick. But um, yep, we're keeping it going. Fantastic, mate. Well, let's look ahead. As we said, we're going to kind of just delve into a couple of the reasons as to why the Knicks and Lakers. Arguably the two biggest franchises in the league. What has caused the downfall this season? Now, we might start with the Knicks. Um, you know, I've just got a couple of points here, and we can touch on them. I'm guessing you've got some of your own. But the first one that kind of stood out to me yep. was with struggling with the pressure and expectations. Now, we, we saw yes. last season their incredible rise, really surpassing everybody's expectations, clinching home court yeah. playoff you know, well, yeah, clin- clinching the fourth seed in the East. Incredible yeah, stuff yeah. there. They started this season as well. That massive overtime win in Madison Square Garden over the Celtics. The bing bong was created. That's gone viral. Put the Knicks on the map again. But after that, you know, they, after their first week or two, everybody was right on board. They were sitting the top of the conference. And ever since then, it's been downhill. And it just feels like with it the weight been. of, you know, they're, they're, once you start winning... People look at you different. 
they expect it. And especially in New York, such a big market, you've got to continue to deliver. So I think they're starting to kind of, I, I just guess, feel that weight of expectation on them. So that was a point that stood out to me initially. Yes. Yep. No, um, I, I just think that you've nailed it on the head. But I just want to touch on something very quickly with the Knicks. Um, so they had a 5-1 start to the season, right? And they were big wins against Boston, Philly, and Chicago. So I guess, understandably, Knicks fans were thinking, okay, we're going to back it up this year. We're, we've already got a few huge scalps under our belt, and the season's only just begun. But this, I'm going to just read the dates where it all fell apart from them. So yeah, please. between January 18th and March the 5th, they went 3-17, and 17, which was the period of time which completely derailed their season. I mean, yeah, they, were already, they were already sort of a bit ordinary up until that point. But 3-17 and yep. 17 is when they went from just hanging on to a spot in the eight to just oh. get back down to where they normally are, which is about the 12th, 13th spot thereabouts. Yeah. Um, yep. So I, I think you're spot on in saying that, you know, the fact that they've had so much pressure and expectation, particularly after their playoff run last year, all the new New York Knicks fans would have been thinking, okay, like if we've if we've sort of finished fourth in the East, what what can we do next? Like how can we progress? Yeah. We've got these guys like Julius Randle and RJ Barrett who can t- potentially take us to the next level. Just quickly on Julius Randle though, Please. Nick, yes, um, he it's it's crazy to say for a guy averaging twenty four ten and five that he's having a down season, yeah. but. In comparison to, I guess, last year. So last year he was averaging 24, 10, and 6. So the points were, were definitely up. He was doing a bit more on the facilitating side of things. All his um, major and, count stats are down, even his shooting percentages as well. All of it, everything across 100%. the board. They could not afford that. They could not afford yep. that, the New York Knicks. They, um, he needed to go to another level. Instead, he sort of regressed. Um, like I think the warning signs were there for me when they recruited yep. Evan Fournier, to be perfectly honest with you. I know he's in the walk of the two big off season acquisitions there. And uh, they were, yeah. yep. Yeah, no, I like, I, I saw a stat the other day that Evan, <laughs> Evan Fournier has surpassed the most three pointers in New York season um, in their history. John, John um, Starks, was it he surpassed? I believe. I think so. But that, uh, yeah. the first thing that came to my head was how many is he putting up then? Like, yeah, if, I know. He's, if he's knocking yep. that many down, how many is he putting up? Um, I, I won't. I won't um, – it's not all bad for them, though. I've been very happy with RJ Barrett this year. I think he's – Better as of late. Yeah. Better as of late. He's gone to another level. Um, he's having a career-best season. But the thing is, it just hasn't correlated with the overall team performance, as we know, Nick. And you know what the big thing there is? He's looked a lot, lot better when Randall hasn't been there. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I think they're in, a, they're in a funny position because for as poor as this year's been, there's still expectations. They've still got – pieces there but they need to work out right do we okay he was he was most improved player last season Julius Randle do we do we keep him do we mm. still run with him as our guy is mm. he enough to get us to where we want to be probably not I don't think so I reckon you, you start to look to build around Barrett more you get quickly you know Mitch Robinson all these other guys Kemba's not the future Kemba's not even He's the not. present we saw how he got relegated to not even within the the, the rotation at one point during the season there um, yep. Fournier, like it just feels as if they tried to almost ruin what was a winning formula. Like they had the pieces there, fourth mm. seed, and they just tried to incorporate too much other, I guess, 
mouths to feed. You know, Kemba is still a quality player. It's Mm. too big a role for him, too big a role for Fournier. And there was just not enough ball for these younger players. Like, loved seeing what Quickly did. You know, they picked up Mm. Grimes, all these other young guns, and they've just kind of had their growth stunted a little bit, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. And I, I almost feel like they've recruited some of these guys based off what their potential might be as opposed to what, you know. You know what it is? Name value. In New York, name, but exactly. like name value and star power, whether it's right or wrong, like New York needs someone to put on the front of Madison Square Garden, to put on, yeah. you know, the billboards and whatever. Personally, I don't think yeah. Kemba Walker or Fournier are, 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 are it, um, but, you know, no, I think that's not. kind of almost what they've tried to go for, their name value. And, I mean, for particularly for Kemba Walker, the, the writing has been on the wall for a few years now. Um, yeah. uh, you know, probably since he's left Charlotte, really. Like, did New York really think that they were going to be receiving a Charlotte Hornets prime Kemba Walker? I really hope not because or else their, their expectations have been crushed. Um, Derek Rose, I, I love D. Rose, but he's he, he's getting on and injuries have always been a part of his career. And, again, this year um, they've, they've caught up with him. Um, Evan Bro- Fournier again when he was playing, right? Oh, he was. He yeah, really when, when, when he was playing, playing yeah. Again, you know, thing. you almost need to put that ownership on quickly more so. The young point guard on the rise. I think so. They've recruited guys who I don't think are overly reliable. Like they've yeah. they've recruited guys, as I was mentioning, who if all goes to plan, um, at their highest potential, could be valuable assets for the team. But I just think they've recruited guys who can't show up on a nightly basis. For me, this year, I think. Um, RJ Barrett's been the one sort of guy who one you know we're not getting out of him. Yep, yeah, on a on a nightly basis, Julius has been showing up from time to time. But again, as we we're mentioning, he's been down. Um, yeah, New York Knicks fans would be absolutely devastated at the moment, given where they were last year. Yeah, I I, I held high hopes for them this season. Um, to be honest, I think I was higher on their those acquisitions than what I should have been. I thought bringing yeah. in some more shooting because that's where they struggled in that playoff series versus the Hawks. They just didn't have enough shooting to compete with Trey Young, Glenari, and Co. Um, so I thought that would have helped, but it just didn't pan out that way. So back to the, the drawing board there for them. Uh, they've got a lot to work through in the off season, I reckon, and hopefully can reestablish themselves as a powerhouse once again next season. Yep, I, I New York Nick fans would be hoping you're right, Nick, because um, otherwise it looks like it might be a long road ahead to get back where they were. Well, let's transition to the purple and gold there, the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, yes. whew, well, yeah, Nick, this is, please, this is hard to talk start. about because this has been such a disappointing, disappointing season across the board that held so much hope. Um, you know, there was. We'll, we'll start first and foremost with the Russell Westbrook conundrum. Now, <laughs> um, oh, uh, no. it, it's it's so disheartening almost to see how this has unfolded when you look at what other trade packages were on offer, Kyle Lowry potentially, DeMar DeRozan, all these other names that could have been got and could have like could have easily been, you know, made a Laker. But uh, mm-hmm. we went Westbrook and it just feels for me as if he's been given too big a role. Mm. I would. Uh, you, you can't pay a guy forty million dollars though and have him on the bench, but no. I think a bench role for him. You know, you've got LeBron who can handle the ball for the most part for the starting lineup, mm. and you put a guy like Austin Reeves who can do a little bit of supplementary ball handling. Mm. But if you can bring a guy like Russell Westbrook off the bench, control that second unit, keep keep the tempo up, keep the intensity up, 
uh, would have been perfect, but they've just tried to cram too much onto the floor at once. And it's, um, mm. you know, Westbrook, I I tell you what, like I, I went last night, I had a bit of a nick night. I went and shot some hoops myself, had, had a, it. Had a bit of a blast. And for the most part, like I was, I was shooting pretty poorly. I wasn't that good, but I at feel like I could have, Oh, absolutely. I feel like I could have stacked up with Westbrook the way he's been performing this season. Um, (laughs) Rarely do you see a Shaq in the full episode where he's not on it. Um, But yeah, for me, like they just mucked up, I think, with that trade across across the board. Yeah. So as a a Lakers fan, do you think that's ultimately what this year has come down to in terms of their poor performance and I guess fall from grace? Well, my kind of my kind of three points that I had was Russell Westbrook. Mm. AD, him, his body breaking mm. down. It's starting to become a bit of a recurring theme with him. Um, it's almost it's like, yeah, like like our kind of thoughts of him are higher than what we're actually getting. Um, and also the older body's breaking down. Like we've really sacrificed so, 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 so much for these older bodies that are breaking down. Um, you know, you look at Kyle Kuzma this season, KCP, all, over the last five years, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, all these names mm. that we've, I guess, traded away who are now flourishing um, and really in terms of youth, we're left with Austin Reeves and Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, so we've sacrificed yeah. a lot and the older bodies are just just breaking down. Yep. Yeah, um, look, I'm 100% with you. Um, I, th- I think the um, GM, Rob Polinka has a lot to answer for really in terms of putting together this team the way he has. Um, he hasn't really thought about the winning formula. He's, in my opinion, as a outside from an outsider's perspective, it almost seems as yeah. if he's recruited again names. He's recruited guys who maybe ten years ago would have um, would have been stars in the NBA. And I'm sort of talking about Carmelo and, and Dwight yeah. coming back again as well. Um, but he hasn't really thought about how these guys would complement each other. Um, and so I see the logic in it, though. Like, yeah. Okay. Coming into the season, I was higher on it because I I thought right, like all LeBron's ever needed around him is shooters. Mm. If you bring in some wily veterans who can shoot, Carmelo, Wayne Ellington, Ariza, knockdown shooters, mm. like I saw a world in which it really could have worked well. Mm. But it's um you know reality and uh you know vision is often often distorted, isn't it? And it just hasn't hasn't gone that way. But likewise, I agree. Rob Palenka has a lot to answer for. He does, um, and we don't want to put it all on one man. But at the end of the day, he's sort of been the one who's been in charge of recruiting these guys. And I guess LeBron as well has some, like he, he Le GM yeah. as people call him, like he does have something to answer for as well because I'm sure yeah. he would have had a big say in saying, okay, let's get these guys over, let's get Melo over, let's get Russ over. But um, they In terms of the playing sense, he couldn't do any more, I don't believe. No. But in terms no. of that, that GM side of it, I, I agree that, uh, you know, things haven't gone the way, like, like I'm trying to recall our start of the season predictions. I think I had them right, right up there. You would have. You would have had your purple and gold glasses on for sure. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, that doesn't sound like me. No, it doesn't sound like you at all. That sounds like an imposter. But I think um, what you were also talking about with AD, I think that is massive as well. Like, yes, it's, it's the way they've sort of um, built the team or, or the lack of building the team to where it yeah. should be. Um, but I think AD being out for as long as he has is such a – it, it hurts so much. So um, this year he's only played 
37 games. Last year, he played 36 games. So I guess you compare his durability to the last few years, to the year yeah. that they won the championship. So he played 62 games in that championship season. So mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, double more or less. Um, yeah, three quarters he, of the season. Yeah, so, and, the, you know, we saw the end result. So I think... We can't look past the fact that AD is such a, when healthy, such a vital cog in this Lakers outfit. And for him to be out as long as he has been over the last few years and then seeing where the Lakers have finished um, or where they're about to finish this year, I yeah. think um, it's it goes hand in hand. Um, so it's sort of like a, it's a multi, multi-pronged thing as, a, as to why they've struggled as much as they have. It's so annoying though, because it really should be, this should be like he's, potentially about to win the scoring title, LeBron, doing you know, <laughs> yeah. doing crazy things on a given night, 50-point games, no worries. But it's almost meant to be the transition period, the coronation of AD is to that that face yep. of the franchise to be carrying the Lakers moving forward, and he's just not on the court to do it. And it's, you know, my my faith in him is starting to to wane a little bit, um, starting to Bruce Wayne yeah. a little bit there. But it's... Um, <laughs> like it's... Yeah, yeah, we do back-to-back weeks, mate. We love it. <laughs> um, and, and it's super frustrating. And I guess I guess my last question on this point with the Lakers, what do you think? If AD can come back now, let's say for a postseason, they're, they're in the play. That's done and dusted. Okay. Do you think they can do make any anything of this season or do you reckon they're just going to throw in the towel? Uh, I look, Sorry to break the news to you, Nick. I, I don't even think with a, a getting AD back if they did that sort of around the playoffs. Um, I think he's so underdone that he might he won't be at his best. Um, yep. And I haven't seen enough from the rest of the Lakers, obviously apart from LeBron this year, to prove that they will come up against. Well, they'd probably have to finish. They'd probably be in the eighth spot, wouldn't they? So they'd be coming no. up against. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So at, if, the, at the end of the somehow... season, yeah. If they yes, like, so, so gonna... I, don't, I I think um, the Phoenix if they were coming up against the Phoenix Suns, which obviously they look like they're shoo-ins really for for that first spot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the Lakers won't be won't be competing with or without AD. Unfortunately, Nick, what do you reckon? Uh well, I think looking at this, the playing, they're going to have to beat the Pelicans, and then they're going to have to beat either the Wolves or the Clippers. Uh, news came out this week that Paul George has been cleared to return to practice. So I think if he comes back, you know, there's there's no hope we're getting through, I don't think. No, no, I, no. I, I tell you what, though, if we somehow do, AD comes back, looks like a monster again. <sighs> tell you what, we, we spoke about it quite extensively just before Brooklyn taking it up mm. to the one-seeded Miami. Yep. Still a biased opinion, but the Lakers, I think, you know, they could they could cause the Suns a bit of, you know, more headaches than they would like for an opening round series. I'm not saying what they're going to win. Yeah, but it's yep. it's probably not the team you would want to face. What I will say is, if in a perfect world everything um, went as it should for the Lakers, in like as AD coming back and looking quite healthy, some of these other guys who haven't stepped up throughout the year start yeah. stepping up. Oh, it's a, it's yeah. not really an ideal matchup for the for the Phoenix Suns, but no. I I have my doubts as as to sort of the Lakers team that will show up. And the other thing yep. I think is with the Brooklyn Nets, um, Kyrie hasn't been playing not due to injury, but just due to the fact that he, he couldn't really. Um, whereas AD will be super underdone. He yeah. It takes a while to get back that game fitness, I think. It does. Um, and he, 
like his class, we know this, but I think a guy like him, you want to ease him in. And I don't think they've really even got the time to ease him in at this point. No, nope, not at all. It's straight into the uh, straight into the action, I reckon. So yep. I know I reckon both teams are pretty well throwing the, well, throwing the towers and uh, look ahead to next season. But uh, it was here's, fun here's breaking one, that down. Here's a quick one for you, Nick. And yeah, take mate. off your purple and gold glasses just for a sec. But... For this team going forward over the next few years, which team have you got more faith in to return to, um, I guess, where they were last year? The Knicks. The Knicks, okay. Yep. Yep. I'm going to say the Knicks. They've just, they've just got younger pieces there at the moment. Um, like, they've got younger pieces. Like, the Lakers have no draft picks till they've got a 2027 first-round pick, and that's, like, all they've yep. got moving forward. Mm. Um, you know, once LeBron leaves and inevitably joins up with Bronny. Like, yep. we're in a world of pain, and we're building around a guy, AD, who's, you know, as you said, played 60 games across two seasons so far. We are in big, big strife. Um, yep. The only consolation being we got that chip, you know, two years ago in Miami, but mm. it's um, – because I think it could be a little while before we're back to that point. If you didn't get that chip, goodness me, it would be so, it, like the – uh, expectations versus reality would be so far away from each other. It's not funny, but that chip oh, sort man. of, it sort of, I don't know. That's it sort gone. of cancels things out a little bit. Um, but at yeah. the same time, you would have expected given the team that they've tried to assemble that they'd be in the running, at least in the running um, for a championship for these next few years, but they don't even look like they're in a, in the running for it. Unfortunately, Nick, would you say Nick's or Lakers? Who you got? Oh, it's a tough one because again, I think it comes down to the top end talent. Um, and I think yep. any team with LeBron in it, it sort of it will be around the picture of playoffs, even if they they don't end up making it. Um, whereas the New York Knicks, I'm I'm still very skeptical of of them. Oh, so you honest. mean for next year? Do you? Uh next year and the few few years after. To okay. be perfectly yeah, honest sure, with I'll you. So yeah, I, yeah. Look, um, I, I like what you said about the New York Knicks having the younger players, and I think that's ultimately what it might come down to as well. Like just the fact that mm-hmm. they've got. Guys, if they stick around in New York, who knows if they will. But if they do, um, you know, they'll have age on their side. Whereas <laughs> LeBron um, hitting that 4-0 isn't too far away, which is sort it's of... coming around quickly. Ages. Yeah. Very, is. very quickly. Mate, let's move ahead. Right Daily dribble. Beautiful. We're going to do again, similar to what we did last, uh, last week with the two of us, a little, the week that was in form of rapid questions here. Now, I've got a little a speed round We'll rip through. First question being, what is yes. the Timberwolves ceiling this season? What do you think? How far can they go? They've certainly improved, haven't they, the, the Timberwolves? I, and, um, I, th- I think, were you the guy who who said that they might improve this year? I was still a bit sceptical, to be perfectly yeah. honest with you. But um, their ceiling this season, look, I if I was a betting man, I would probably say that they might be booted out in the first round. Um, yep. But that's my that's what I expect. I guess the ceiling, if everything went perfectly, um, maybe make the make the second round. I don't, I don't think they're making it deep into the playoffs. I'm I'm certainly a realist. Um, and as much mm-hmm. as they've improved, I still think um, there might be a few years away from truly contending in those sort of top five to six yep. spots. So um, yeah, what about yourself? I've I've got them second round. I think yep. I really think there's a potential there. That they knock off the play, uh, the the Clippers there in a plane, unless they mm-hmm. make it into a guaranteed playoff spot. But I'm I'm mm-hmm. basing this on a seventh seed. 
Yes. I think they could, with the way they match up, I reckon they could really take it up to the Grizz in a first-round oh. matchup. I oh, really wow. think that, like, and this is this is a ceiling. So you know, I'm not yeah, tipping yeah, them at the moment, but yep. I really think they could go into a deep, deep series with with Memphis there and potentially come out on top. So oh. I've got them as a ceiling the second round. I don't see them going much further than that. Yeah. But you know, that would be just to make the playoffs phenomenal first step for them. Somehow make the second round. That's you know, that's chocolates. That's awesome for them. Um, really excited where this team's going and what. You know, that trio of Russell, Edwards, and Cat are doing at the minute. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I've got them second round, possibly. Here's, here's just a quick one for you, Nick, just before no, you good. ask that next question. Um, with the Timberwolves, so we've got them sort of, we're both thinking at their best, they could probably make it to the second round. What yep. will it take from a Minnesota Timberwolves perspective um, to sort of elevate themselves into the true contender role where they might be contending for like a, you know, West final yeah. spot like who knows um i think just possible probably at this point like i think they're starting unit units excellent mm. i think it just might be another option on the bench in regards to points yeah like they've got good players off the bench on the defensive end um but in terms of out and out scorers you're really looking at just beasley um mm. so i think mm. if they could find a you know someone like a, a joe ingles or a clarkson or a hero or just another second unit guy who can score buckets and that Terrence be their Russell. role. Terrence, yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, I think that's the piece that would get them to the next stage because I think their starting five can mix it up with with anyone. Mm. I'm with you. I'm with you. Mate, go if ahead. you were a player, if you were a player at the minute, would you rather be in Houston or Orlando? Uh, I'd rather be in Houston, to be perfectly honest with you, and it's got nothing to do with even the team. I just would not like to live in Orlando. It's just, it's just like super muggy over there, and it's just I'm not a huge fan of the um, alligators. Don't want those yeah. rocking up at my front door. Yeah. Um, and I think living in Houston would be quite nice, to be honest. Down in the Big T, Big Texas, I think that'd be all right from a from a basketball perspective. Absolutely. Out. Uh, look. Geez, there's much of a muchness, really. I, I'd probably prefer to be – I think I'd have more hope if I was with Orlando, um, just yeah. given the core players that they've got around. I actually don't mind their core players, um, whereas yeah. I think there's a bit of sort of unpredictability in Houston at the moment. But I'd probably, I'd probably take the unpredictability if it meant I didn't have to live in Orlando. You, Nick? Fair. Uh, I'd say Orlando, just for the reasons you touched on, the fact I wouldn't mind spending a bit of time down in – um, down in Florida there, probably not so much Orlando, but, you know, a couple of day trips here and there down to, to down Miami, Miami or Disney World or whatever the case. Um, but, uh, yeah, just in terms of the players and where they're at at the minute, I think Orlando's a little more kind of certain in the route they're going. As we said, I think we spoke about last week when we spoke about points to rebuild. Houston are kind of almost... There's almost that kind of wave that they feel like they should be a contending team still because they were mm. there just a year or two ago um, yep. and haven't really embraced that full rebuild as of yet. So I would say Orlando. Love it. Right, last question, matey. Who is your coach of the year? Coach of the year this year. Oh, dear. That's like there's not one that stands out um, more than the other, others, to be honest with you. I'm just looking through yeah. the standings at the moment just to have a quick look. I, th- I said at the start of the year that I thought that Monty Williams would be the coach of the year. And to yeah. be perfectly honest, like I can't back away from that. Um, I can't, mm-hmm. based off what I've seen so far this season, I'm still 
I'm still rolling with Monty Williams. Um, there's a yep. few others sort of in and around the picture, um, but I think yep. Monty Williams, what he's done with this um, Phoenix Suns team, and he's had, you know, CP out for certain periods throughout the year as well. It's been yep. slightly disruptive, but I think um, he has to be in um, serious consideration. Yeah, likewise, I, I kind of was tossing up between three. I had had Monty as well. Um, JB Bickstaff from the Cavs and Taylor Jenkins of the Grizzlies. Yeah, Taylor so, Jenkins. He's going to be stiff not to win it, given what he's done with that team. All three phenomenal. You know what Bickstaff's done there with the Cavs in regards to losing Sexton, losing yep. Rubio, losing all these players, missing Garland for stretches, and they've you know they've you know had a rough last month or two, a little bit rougher, but mm. they've really been competitive and really turned their fortunes around. And they're exciting again. He's made them relevant. Um, but what the Grizz are doing as well, like to be honest, it's splitting hairs. Um, I think all three deserve it. But I think just purely the fact they're going to finish with probably, what, 60 to 65 wins. The Suns, you know, I think Monty Williams, especially after not getting it last season, I would give it to him as well. That's exactly what I was about to say. Sort of the narratives there, the fact that he probably was in strong consideration to win it last year, didn't win it, and then this year he's just backed it up. He's got to receive his roses, like surely. Absolutely. He's had an incredible year. He has, mate. I tell you what, only a handful of games now to go till we start the playoffs. It's, um, you know, it's going to be an incredible next couple of weeks. I'm certainly looking forward to recording with you and Lee again next week in the studio. Mate, till then, love you, bye.